0: Do you like comics? We're here to talk comics. This is the Superhuman Registration Podcast. Hi, hello, welcome. This is the Superhuman Registration Podcast. We are a couple days before Thanksgiving and we're here to talk about some... Marvel's characters. Uh, That always feels a little bit weird because we're talking about Marvel Comics. This is kind of a Marvel Comics themed podcast, but we're specifically talking about comics about two of the major characters from the hit blockbuster movie. And I'm using the words hit and blockbuster out of habit rather than (laughs) out of how the movie has actually performed at the box office. The Marvels. My name is Steven. I've got John and Aldo with me on the line. Evening, folks. How you doing?
1: Hello. I am good. I am feeling marvelous. Ayy. Aye. It ties right in. Uh,
2: (laughs) Where do we want to start tonight? I could talk about Photon. Monica Rambeau, Photon. Let's start with Photon. I saw the Marvels in theater, and I wish everyone in the movie well. Um, It it did not do so well. Um, Ms. Marvel, as we'll talk about later, makes that movie such as it is, but it felt like it was several different ideas uh, Frankenstein together by a patient editor that made a movie out of it, for better or worse. But I still enjoyed it because of Ms. Marvel. Uh, Monica Rambeau, Photon, that we read, is a series from 2022. This is rare that we have like a brand new series because this um, current run that we read ended in April of this year. Uh, this is written by Eve. We need, to, we need to be reading more. Yeah. Um written by Eve Ewing, who I went on uh, her Wikipedia page and like my jaw was on the floor. Um um a a sociologist author poet visual artist from Chicago um has written on a lot of more recent characters like Ironheart and um um, this Monica Rambeau series, but um, has, has advanced degrees um, and uh, is just an impressive person overall, um, uh, reading about them. And then I stopped doing um, any background research on any of the rest of the creative team. so we'll assume they are all great too. Ian Fiorello, Luca Maresca, um, Michael St. Uh, Saint Maria... STA period, is that a, like used for Saint sometimes, Santa Maria? Um, and colorist Carlos Lopez, the creative team changes a little bit, but I think Luca Maresca does most of the heavy lifting from issue to issue with a few other artists in there. Uh, VC Clayton Cowles on the lettering, and um, many talented cover artists. This basically, um, I think, kind of resets the character of Photon, who has occasionally been known as Captain Marvel, has occasionally led the, the uh, Avengers... Um has a has a military background a little bit, but, um, she is. Kind of recovering from old battles, is in her new um, new costume, new new um, role as as Photon, and gets caught up in a fight in New York after delivering a, um, mysterious um item, the Stone of Hala. Uh, to Doctor Strange and Wong, and um, ends up finding out that that she's kind of a, a the the linchpin of the universe as it turns out. Um, as she's trying to fly out in space and discover herself, she comes back and 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 pops around from different versions of reality, and sees different versions of the Avengers teams, different villains, and different roles. Um, helps out um, the people of Keros, uh, a spacefaring, uh, a group of, of aliens, um, and, um, finds out that, you know, she, she is in inner, her inner turmoil is causing rifts in the universe and, and might be destroying everything. And so she's able to sort all of that out and, um, get everything together and then ends up back at home on her boat in New Orleans, um, like we all hope to, I guess. So I thought this was pretty cool. Um, I uh, I liked that you know, um, focus on the character in this way where, you know, inner conflict was directly related to what was going on. It wasn't just like, I'm sad about this, but I'm also going to go punch stuff. Um, you know, she had to think her way and feel her way through things, really. It came down to, rather than approaching it logically, she had to just um, emotionally kind of... Um, get over her problem and that's what saved the day what did you guys think
0: monica rambeau has a branding problem yeah i play a lot of marvel snap still her (laughs) card is spectrum yeah she's been ms marvel she's been photon she's been spectrum i think she's got some other names in there and it's just frustrating to be like oh okay photon this must be an older story because you know i'm playing marvel snap which came out you know late last year so i assume spectrum is the most up-to-date nope Nope, they came out the same year.
2: Huh. You figure they would, like, get on the ball, especially being owned by Disney. Like, there'd be a big meeting. Like, we're going to have everything called the same name. You know, there's... The <laughs> there's the classic uh, Penny Arcade comic I've shared multiple times where, you know, there's a meeting with uh, Beast from the X-Men, and they're they're letting him go. They're like, sorry, our our... We have some redundancies in the Beast Department. Our Beast Cup runneth over. Sorry, good luck with that. And they... <laughs> beast from Beauty and the Beast has a mug that says World's Best Beast. And he's, like, watching Hank McCoy pack up stuff like he's gotten fired from that office job. It's so good. So you figure there'd be I... meetings about this.
1: Yeah, you'd think. You would hope. I like the part where Monica Rambo says, I know I'm not in heaven because Dr. Druid is here. <laughs> yeah. I felt really
2: like, hey, we're on the ball because we just were making fun of him last time. So, that was cool because what's Dr. Druid doing? His costume is slightly better because it's not just like dude in a cape. It's dude in a costume with a cape. So.
1: I don't know that it was that much better.
2: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to give him a Slight benefit of a doubt. Anyway.
1: The comic's not willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I liked it. I don't know that I can really add a whole lot more than, like, what you said, which was the kind of exploration of her inner issues. Manipulating into something. something. Um, I think with any other character, it might have seemed a little outlandish to think that, a, like, a single character's inner turmoil's puts the whole, you know, universe at risk. But also, I have read Spider-Man, so I guess it's not that <laughs> outlandish.
2: But there's a web, man. There's a whole... Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a mad web.
2: Yeah. I'll probably end up seeing that movie. Oh, I broke no. my trailer rule, because I was like, I have no idea what this is about. And then I was like, ooh, spider people. And then, yeah.
1: So Nope. I've not seen a single one of those... Like, Sony-only movies, and I'm going to keep it that way.
2: <laughs> As we get closer, that'll probably be the case, because I haven't bothered with the Venom movies, because most people are like, ugh, it made me mad, and I was like, well, then why even, like, subject us?" Yeah. You know. Uh, Monica does, like, to the point, her her turmoil is such that she summons the Beyonder, um, mm-hmm. and it's like a, a new version of the Beyonder that we haven't seen at this point, and so that was interesting. Um,
1: I really liked the covers... Um, Was that interior. a, hold on, sorry, one second. Was that a non-binary Beyonder? That's, that's, they, they
2: always referred to them as they, and, and it appeared to be that's what they were going for. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I why not? I saw that
0: as kind of like, Monica didn't want to presume pronouns, and the Beyonder just, like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, 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 them's fine.
1: Yeah. Non, non Beyonder.
0: Date. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know that the Beyonder is in fact beyond the gender binary. There
1: you go. <laughs> yes. Oh wait, wasn't was Monica Rambeau also binary at one point? Uh, yeah, no, that was Captain nope. Marvel. What like hmm. Captain Marvel? Like Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Seems like all the Marvel characters all the Marvel, not the Marvel characters, all the Captain Marvel characters have a problem with the branding.
0: They do. It's true which is ironic considering uh, I don't know if ironic's the word but you know Captain Marvel the original Marvel was created solely to make sure DC couldn't use the name Captain Marvel in its advertising.
2: Yeah, that wasn't that like Black Adam's original name?
1: No, that was or, uh, Shazam. Shazam Shazam,
2: Shazam, sorry. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Not or, the app, the character. Yeah. Lest, lest
2: we get them confused.
1: Oh, they're so similar in scope. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, um, you were saying about the cover art.
2: I, I think the covers are excellent. Um, the interior art is fine. Um, you know, there's some interesting. Like, I, it's, it's. We we talk about kind of like house style a lot, you know, and that's kind of what we get. Uh, the colors, I don't know, they they worked for me. Carlos Lopez was the color artist. I think they really pop. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything about Star Fox. Every time I like that they, they're mentioned, I'm like, well, why isn't this? Nintendo Star Fox, what's going on here? But that's um where Monica, like you know, in her sh- in in Star Fox ship, manages to get things under control. But um, that's just the art that I'm flipping through right now. We see, but um, I think the the standout is the uh, color work that goes on. It's just very pretty.
1: yes, I was gonna say that. I I like the colors a lot. I think you know in agreement with you, it does feel very like standard. This is what comics look like in 2020.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Type of look to them, which is which is fine. Like it's not bad. On a technical yeah. aspect, it looks fantastic, right? Yeah. But it also Absolutely. feels like this is standard.
2: Yeah, there's not, but like, there's there's no. Someone, now I can't remember where it is. There's there's no friction to it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing to kind of get any purchase on. Like, oh, this is different. This is something I can point out that like stood out to me as like extraordinary good or bad you know um but Mm -hmm. also i i I don't feel like that's fair because this is really well done and it's a shame that like kind of like oh mm, 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 it's comic book art like has become kind of like good job you know um great (laughs) covers though i think the covers are really cool
1: great colors on the covers Mm
2: -hmm. yes (laughs) I'm glad this exists because I think that the um, character of Photon, Monica Rambeau, whatever iteration, whatever name she has, um, was a cool addition to uh, the, the WandaVision series. Like, you know, it was kind of a, a, like a viewpoint character, you know, to kind of make sense of all that. Um, so I'm hoping that this, this leads to more because um, it's a real shame. Um, it was an interesting dynamic that kind of was like, I don't know, pinned together in the movie. It was like, that was a point of conflict that, oh, Carol Danvers hasn't seen Monica Rambeau in 20 years and why not? And they kind of address it in a couple of scenes, but it it didn't really get like room to breathe, I think, because they were like, ah, how do we put this, how do we make all this mess into a movie? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but the one thing I have really heard was, I, I think it might have been Movie Bob. it might have been somebody else, They said if you look at this movie from the point of view of it being a Miss Marvel movie, the emotional through line or character story is complete. They're like, Mm. once you expand out of that, which the movie frames it like it's, you know, three leads, it's like that's when you're going to be disappointed. Because the the arcs for the other two Marvels are not quite as complete or satisfying.
2: It's it's absolutely like hilarious in parts and works really well yes when your focus is ms marvel um because she like that series was okay but what was good about that series was really good and what works in this movie is all down to her so i it's great it's a lot of fun if, if you just focus on that like isn't this mm-hmm. fun ms marvel meeting captain marvel her her hero and like having all this go on you know
1: all the fangirling yeah
2: Yes, that, that really stands out and makes the movie hilarious. So that's, it's worth seeing for that alone, I think. And yeah. I hope that and people can...
1: Yeah, circling back to the art, I will say that I really liked Photon's costume. Yeah, yeah. it's sleek, it's cool. Yeah, it kind of sticks to a lot of the like superhero like norms, but I think the use of like black and white actually does not make it a boring costume yeah i don't know i just as i'm looking at the cover art i'm just like oh yeah i really did like that costume because I, I don't yeah. think i had, like a single complaint about it it's it's well done it has like like a lot of traditional like superhero things to it like it has like that non-existent belt um it has like the whole full body thing obviously it doesn't have like a cape which i don't know i don't necessarily agree with that mode i think capes are cool i know they look great and i get that
2: like it's practically you know it's not it's not good practically but dang it i love a cape
1: yeah but then again for a character whose, you know power set is light based powers you don't really need a cape because you can do some really good like trails and stuff like that with with her which they do quite a bit like every time you know she's going fast or she's flying around and they do like a pretty good job at also showing that she like teleports everywhere and just how it catches people off guard. Like that was actually like a like a really kind of cute joke at the beginning. Like the first two issues kinda played into that quite a bit and then it doesn't come back around till the fifth issue. When her brother is it her brother or her cousin? Her cousin, yeah. Yeah, she's like, hey can I come over? He's like, Yeah, but don't don't do that thing where you just appear. Give me like thirty minutes. <laughs> 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 I will say I was it Liking Monica Rambeau in, like, the first three issues was a struggle. I... Boy, she was bullheaded, I think is, like, the the best way I can put it. That was really hard to like. I think if I'd been picking this up weekly, I don't know that I would have finished reading it. Because just, like, her inability to stop and listen and think about the things... Because she's so pinpointed on this artifact... She's all pinpointed on, like, there has to be an external reason. But that's part of the story. And I appreciate that, like, the last two issues are about that, are about her just constantly thinking of other people, thinking of, like, external circumstances to her that are causing all of these things and not really thinking about herself in any sense, right? She's not really thinking of herself in terms of relaxing or goals and ambitions or even as like the cause of all this. And she takes that claim that she's the she's the reason the universe is breaking. She takes that like very personally. Which, I mean, of course, like who wouldn't? But she doesn't realize that it's not... She doesn't realize that people aren't blaming her. But that's how she takes it. And people are just telling her... It's not necessarily her fault, but she is at the core of all of this universe breaking. So, I I liked it. It was a little rough in the beginning to to kind of root for her as a protagonist. But I think if you just kind of stick through it, it's satisfying. It ends, like, really quickly. Like, it gets wrapped up real fast in that fifth issue. But, uh, apart from that, you know, critique, I did like her journey. her, Her personal journey through this.
0: So I I think now is the point where I dramatically announce that I bounced right the heck off this story. There it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't really I don't think I hated it. I don't think I hated it. Um but I just I didn't buy it. Like Monica is the source of all of the weirdness that's going on because she's not taking a break. Because she's not being selfish enough. Because she's not, you know, taking time to herself. She's too busy, like, saving the world. I don't buy it, is the thing. Because I don't think that's illustrated in the story. We have a conversation with her cousin that kind of goes nowhere in issue one. She visits her parents and they are, like, nice to her. And then she flies off into outer space. And then all the weirdness takes And... It's like, I don't, you don't really see her doing this, this whole, like, burning the candle at both ends thing. You don't see this taking a toll on her. You just see the effect that it's having on everything else, and that makes everything weirdly external. And as a result, I had a hard time buying into Monica's portion of this.
1: Do you feel like you were missing an issue or two prior to this book? Of her, you know, just absolutely stressed out and just demonstrating all of that.
0: You know how in, like, children's cartoons, it, it's not uncommon for them to have a plot where the main character is overextending themselves, right? And they visibly get more frazzled and cause more havoc as the the story goes on. There's, like, this visual cue that Twilight Sparkle's mane is getting more disheveled or, or, I don't know, uh, Steven Universe's shirt is getting shredded because he keeps catching it on things and he's getting dirtier. You know, there are these visual indicators that things are getting out of control, not just in the plot, but also the character themselves. They are getting out of control. Monica is cool and composed almost the entire time. And so it just, again, it never felt like, even though everybody was saying, you're the problem, you're the problem, this is coming from you, as a reader, I never got that sense. And that, kept me from really buying into the stakes. I,
2: I can could see that. Uh, maybe yeah. it's yeah. Maybe it's me kind of filling in the blanks where it's like okay, someone with this power set has far reaching, you know, abilities where the the fact that they're tied up into any kind of energy or whatever could uh, unmake the universe if they have this like inner turmoil, but I I think you know her saying like i can feel it and like kind of glowing for a minute doesn't have the same literal punch as her going out and punching something and maybe that's what this is supposed to be that it's like a counter argument to you know the usual conflict of a comic book and the usual way that things are solved you know she she has to look inward but yeah we we don't get enough of her reacting to it she has these different scenes where it's like oh, this is kind of my universe, but not quite, huh, that's weird. How oh, this is kind of my universe, but not quite, that's weird. And it doesn't go, you know, very much into that. So, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of something to be desired, but I don't know, I think I've, I've filled in the gaps a little, and I don't know. I, I was also,
0: and, and I don't know, this is almost now me rewriting the story into what I wish it was rather than what I actually got, but I felt like this needed action. This mm. Needed that this needed that like superhero drama, not just drama, not just character drama, not just even like sci-fi character drama, but superhero drama. I don't think Monica really punches anything. You know, she doesn't shoot laser beams at anything, and that uh, feels like a really silly thing to to ask for when that's clearly not the intent of the story. But this is a superhero story. There are genre expectations that I don't think this comic really utilizes and that's again i don't think this is a bad story but it did leave me feeling frustrated and not really wanting to revisit this despite the fact that like i agree with what you said about the art i think the art's pretty great i like the colors i like i don't love this costume but that's because her old captain marvel costume with like the little swoopy cape and the uh big puff of hair popping out from the top of her mask i loved that look Uh, And I missed that. Although I guess looking, I just happened to flip to a panel where we're seeing her costume from the back. It's got like these little almost star beams spreading out from the middle of her shoulder blades, which kind of creates the same effect that that old cape of hers used to have. So I think that her old costume informs this. I definitely prefer the old costume.
2: Yeah, the little half kind of between her arm cape thing was cool, right? Like, yeah. I
1: was gonna say, the funny thing is, You were talking about the lack of action. I actually really liked that. I actually really liked that there wasn't a whole lot of that. Even though I think the first couple of issues I was really expecting more of it. But I think by the third issue, you know, halfway through the whole run. I had really kind of settled into the fact that there wasn't a whole lot of action. And I feel almost in a sense it would have been a bit of a disservice to her. To give her something to punch because the whole point... Not the whole point. Part of the point is that she couldn't punch her way out of this, right? And maybe a maybe a fight or two would have helped illustrate the frustration and the futility of fighting. But for me, the absence of it actually, I actually kind of appreciated that.
2: Yeah, I think that was the point. You know that this is not your typical story. Where yeah, it would have been cool to have that or compromise. We see the effect of her her power you know her her powers in the universe where we're not just getting a a odd version of events where you know some of her characters are are in a different role in a different you know, shade of the universe, but maybe where, oh no, like, things are off, and this, this planet is crumbling, you know, it needs to be undone, and there could have been an action scene, not even fighting, but maybe she's rescuing people as, like, a world is torn apart by the, the energies that she's not, you know, in control of. I don't know, maybe they were trying to avoid lasting consequences, like, you can't just kill off this planet, you know, randomly or whatever, but Maybe that would have added to the, the drama of it and give us a better sense of, like, the, the peril involved. But, I don't know, still worked for me because I think it was like a counter-argument to the usual um, superhero dynamic in the comics.
0: Yeah, and and maybe this is just a case of this story isn't up, uh, but I don't know. I like the stories where they can blend the superhero action with the introspection, with the positive. Like, it's doable. We've seen it done. And I think what I'm learning from, from this story and, spoiler alert, the next one, it's actually really hard to do well.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing I'm learning is these are not Spider-Man books. They are not. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really funny because... Like, well, like I say that as a joke, right? But also some of the best Spider-Man books illustrate that. like They do a combination of that. Um, kind of like the, the complaints that Steven has. The really good Spider-Man books do that really well and so kind of by that comparison it's like yeah you know in that sense it it you know doesn't compare it's not as good but at the same time i think at that point it's like we're we're starting to judge this on what it's not or what we want but like i don't know yeah interesting
0: uh one other i guess comment on the artwork Star Fox, a character i deeply dislike uh, Star Fox's powers are are creepy and dare I say it a little bit rapey mm-hmm. and so I think there's a danger in changing the character from you know very heteronormative masculine to this sort of flirty campy almost uh like gender neutral kind of similar to the Beyonder I think still presents as male to me. I'm I've actually been flipping through these last couple of issues to see if they ever use Star Fox's pronouns. I would not be surprised to see Star Fox change to a they them. Um but regardless, I actually think it works. Cause I get this vibe of not necessarily, you know, sex pest at the bar, but rather more of a like a sexually liberated gender exploratory almost David Bowie or Prince-type character instead. Again, very fine line. I think this was a very dangerous creative decision, but one that I think worked out as well as it possibly could for a character like Star Fox.
1: Yeah, I think the way that they've reimagined him, if he was a new character, I don't think you have that risk. But him being such a legacy character with a lot of, you know, controversial... Baggage. Baggage. It's. I see where you're coming from, because in a new character, I think it'd be fine, right? Because he doesn't have that history to to establish that he's done those types exactly, of things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: it's that it's that history and that reputation mm-hmm. um, that that I think made this a risky call. But again, I do think it worked, so that's not a criticism.
1: Um, I think it would. I, I don't. I think long term it would work if you brought in this star fox like a star fox that doesn't necessarily have the baggage since he's not that actual character but to rebrand the 616 star fox yeah oh well that that is what this is yeah i know this is the 616
2: star fox oh it, no it, i don't
1: know is anyway. it no because it's yep because she well, says "Cause no because she she even says like you don't look like my star fox
2: yeah oh it's a different oh i missed that one
1: you, I missed that. Everybody in here that isn't like from the first couple of issues is not from her original universe.
0: You're right. I just found that page. It's, it's issue uh, five, like page three, where they discuss that. Bummer. Mm-hmm. I actually do think that this would work if this is the direction that they took the 616 Star Fox.
2: And maybe um, this is maybe this a, is a way to kind of like a like a soft open, you know, like they're like introducing a retcon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like I think this would be fine. Yeah. Star Fox is a creep, but turning, you know, turning the Star Fox character into rather than someone who's creepy, someone who's flirtatious, honors consent. We actually see, you know, Monica tell him no and he backs off, and is mostly about understanding like almost this weird. Uh, Like a, a sex therapist for superheroes, but definitely not exactly that because that sounds awful.
1: It's, it's definitely somebody who is more in touch with like that lustful side of their emotions and can help people navigate through that. And maybe he also has like this hard-headed kind of bully of a co-pilot with a heart of gold named Falco.
2: That would be great.
1: Better than having, like, a wussy
2: pilot who keeps getting into trouble and you have to rescue them all the time. I'm looking at you, Slippy and Peppy.
1: Man, those games are good. Yeah, they, they are. are. <laughs> they look they look like garbage, but they're fantastic.
2: Yeah, Star Fox 2 is a really cool idea, and it's hard to play because it, it looks so bad. It's, you know, because it's just, it's
1: old. It's, you know. It did not age well. Like, for the time, I wholly admit that those, those graphics were kind of mind-blowing at the time, but, oh boy, they did not age well.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think Star Fox 64 still holds up okay. Yeah, Well, I like just that like this one, book,
1: you're actually. wrong on that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move
0: on? Yeah. I say so. Okay. So, we read... The first story arc from Love Unlimited. Each little story arc within Love Unlimited focuses on a particular superhero couple. This one focuses on Kamala Khan and the mysterious Red Dagger. I don't think we have read any Red Dagger stories. The character pops up in the Ms. Marvel television show, but they are like Red. The Red Daggers are in the comics. Red Dagger is a character that uh, Kamala meets up with. Shortly after the events of Secret Wars, if I remember. So the split happens and and all of the weird stuff there. Uh, Anyway, this story is pretty straightforward. Kamala Khan learns of a series of break-ins at different museums. uh, Decides to investigate them as Ms. Marvel. Runs into Red Dagger, who is similarly investigating these these thefts red dagger and ms marvel have history they almost kissed that's brought up they go on a series of stakeouts red dagger brings kamala khan uh some some halal sandwiches so that they can spend some time together on the stakeouts it's all very cute and very high school uh, eventually the the villain reveals himself to this uh Super-powered, oh, I'm trying to remember the character's name. Curio. Curio, yes. This super-powered, like, lightning-powered sneak thief stealing all of these artifacts uh, from the different museums. There's a little bit of commentary about how most of the items in those museums weren't really, you know, the property of the museums in the first place. A lot of it was stolen. A lot of it was, you know uncovered discovered by colonialist explorers who take them and bring them to these museums and yeah uh red dagger kamala work together to defeat curio to uh they after they get captured first they get tied up in a chair uh kamala uses her her stretchy powers and and red dagger they, they team up they take down curio they save the day and in so doing they realize that they're not yet ready for a release. So despite the the cute moments that they've shared, the the growth that they've had together, they uh, part ways. They're still friends. They're still friendly. And who knows, maybe in the
2: Just teasing us, teasing us the whole time.
0: Yep. Uh, so yeah, this was uh, written by Nadia Shamas with arts by Natasha Bustos, colors by Ian Herring, and letters by virtual calligraphy, Ariana Maher, Ma- Mayer, Maher, M-A-H-E-R, Yeah. New name. We've we've come across virtual calligraphy a lot. That's the first time I've seen that particular. Um, I think this art style, like easily the high point. I think this is exactly the sort of art style you want for Ms. Marvel. Her costume looks really good rendered this way. The very last image uh, of her kind of walking along with her scarves trailing behind her, looking off at the sky. I'd like... It's just cute. It's just such a good design. And it, it's really suited towards these sorts of pure, uh, almost flat colors. I like it. I just think it's a good look all around. Um, but yeah, obviously, I think I alluded to this earlier. I have some problems with the story, but I want to hear... I,
2: I also, like, the standout thing to me was the art style. I liked the story. Um, I thought it was, was good how they, you know the romance was done just right for what kind of story this was and everything. I think I wish they had done more things with the infinity format, like where we get Kamala, like, you know, stretching out. And so as you scroll, you get more and more like, Whoa, where's the other end of this going? Like, where is she reaching for? Where is she standing while she's stretching like super tall? You know, they could have played around with that a bit more, I think. Um, but overall I enjoyed it.
1: I, actually did not like the art quite as much. Oh, interesting. It's it's fine. It's good. It's cute. Um, I think for the tone of the story and the character, it was very well done. For me, as somebody who reads a lot of these, like, kind of manhwa, these webcomics, these webtoons, uh-huh. this kind of feels a, pretty close to, like, the standard American art style for it, which... Is it bad, per se, but for... I, I don't know, it's kind of like, I've seen this. I'm unimpressed. <laughs> Which, again, not to say, I'm not saying it's bad, but for me, I'm just like, okay. Cool. So for me, it didn't yeah. stand out too much, but it was still very well done. It doesn't feel quite as dynamic in, like, like in the action sequences. There are some really well-done sequences that use the vertical space of the medium of like these kind of scrolling comics where we see like a lot of transitions that happen as you scroll up from like day to night you see a couple things where it's showing kamala moving through the museums and you see like the different obstacles she's stretching through as you keep scrolling through that stuff a lot of that stuff is really well done in here so like i mean obviously i'll give credit for that also i can't draw so uh, <laughs> I can't draw on a square sheet of paper. I can't draw on a uh, flipping uh receipt scroll <laughs> this well. <laughs> this
2: CBS so, receipt of uh Yeah, comic exactly. Strip. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but so so yeah, so for me like the art style itself wasn't super great. I, I wish it felt a little bit more dynamic. A lot of the action stuff kinda felt pretty still, kinda stagnant, but when it worked, it worked really well. They used, I think that was one of the complaints that we've had in some of the other comics where it ne- didn't necessarily feel like they were doing the most with the vertical scrolling format. And in here, I think they, they really nailed it for, for a lot of parts. I do
0: think it's pretty basic. Um, mm-hmm. Basic is not bad. It's just basic. It's standard. You did, you did the thing. Well done um I, I i would have liked to personally see more innovation like john said more playing around with the format um but it reads well it reads breezy it's fun uh i i don't think like i i focused on kamala herself but like the way that the rest of her supporting cast is is portrayed her parents red dagger like i think that aesthetically artist and subject matter matched pretty well I just wish that there was more to this story than, you know, these characters getting to work together, almost having some really sweet moments and then deciding not to. Like, the thing that I like so much about stories like No Normal or Crushed, you know, the the G. Willow Wilson ms marvel stuff is the marriage of plot to theme where no normal kamala khan gets a new identity while in her personal life she is struggling with her sense of identity in crushed kamala khan is dealing with you know this person that she fell in love with and then they betrayed her in this kind of on-the-nose metaphor for, uh, you know, potentially even sexual assault, and it's it's done in this way that you know still honors the the material we're dealing with. Superhero stories that are intended for young audiences. I almost said young adult teenagers, potentially even younger than teens. Uh, like I, I'd let my kids read this as soon as they learn how to, uh, basically. And this story, The the Love Unlimited, doesn't do that. It tries to. You've got Curio, who's stealing artifacts from museums, so you're like, maybe there's some sort of commentary on colonialism and history happening there. But there's not. There, there doesn't... Like, I'm not even quite clear why Curio is here, other than to have a villain. I almost think that the story would be better served... If it had used a completely different character, like a, I don't know, randomly Dr. Octopus or or some like an established supervillain who didn't have any sort of allusions to potential thematic material. Because I didn't get the theme. I don't think the theme was there. And so it's just frustrating to me because it's like Ms. Marvel stories do have that stuff or often do, especially again when G. Willow Wilson writes them and this story
1: Feels like it maybe tried but didn't ultimately have it. Also, did anybody else feel like Red Dagger was the thief? Like, <laughs> yeah, I
2: totally was expecting that, and that the the person he described was going to be just like an illusion. Um, I was I was disappointed there wasn't another layer to this. That Curio was maybe a sympathetic villain where they were from a country that had all of their artifacts stolen by a colonial superpower and we were getting, you know, their story of, well, this this is a wrong that I am writing, you know, I would have I would have liked that. But instead we get yeah.
1: And to go along with that, I think it also would have been interesting to have that character kind of be ready to reveal themselves to the world as the person who rescued the artifacts. Yeah. To add to that, you know, theme of dual identities. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> As it stands, this is, you know, it's basic. You did the thing. I would, I I don't know. I guess that's maybe too much to put on a story called,
2: you know, Love
0: Unlimited. The (laughs) point is supposed to be the relationship.
2: Yeah. And maybe they they were like, okay, this is just an Infinity comic. It's more of a throwaway, so we're not going to do anything you know, too crazy. I wonder if there are rules in Marvel Editorial, about, like, I know that there are rules for, like, you know, what level of character you can just, like, kill or introduce, probably. I think that a smart creative team would try to put in a new character that could lead to, you know, more stuff down the road, you know, um, but I wonder what kind of rules there are as far as major storylines. Like, do they have to come in the the you know flagship title series can they be introduced in another one do they use this these kind of side issues to um you know lay the groundwork for for bigger bigger issues that come across in the in the main series i don't i don't know i wonder about that kind of thing
1: you know and this is maybe more of a critique on marvel editorial than it is on this book but i think if maybe i think if maybe these books weren't on this you know Price locked um Oh what's the word I'm looking for not format, not meaning platform. I think maybe if these books weren't locked behind a paid platform like Marvel Unlimited, there might be more merit to be more experimental or to bring in you know, higher high more high profile characters into these if they were actually making money off of it. I don't know you know, because we don't really get an insight onto, like, how many subscribers or what books subscribers read that maybe it is because of of that, that, like, these books are kind of almost, you know, even more disposable than, than other comics. That it feels that sometimes there's just not as much effort put into these as there could be. Or at least not enough pressure from editorial to really be like, yeah, we can do something really big and we can promote it, right? Because, like, what's the biggest thing that's come out of these books has been, like, Jeff the Shark. And he sells yeah. himself. <laughs> He's just so adorable. He is. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because, like, I also don't know how well the DC webtoon stuff is going. I know the Batman family stuff is pretty popular. I see a lot of people talking about it all the time. But that one's not trying to do any sort of serious storytelling, but I feel like that one kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better term, earns its keep by being entertaining and being on a platform that they can monetize, you know, specifically for that comic. So, I don't know.
2: And Batman is like, that's going to do well regardless.
1: Regardless. You know, it's. The Bats who had nipples and still made millions of dollars.
2: I loved those movies. Um, not Batman and Robin. <laughs> sorry, I
1: was I was the right age
2: for Batman Forever, um, and and didn't like all of like the campiness, the crap of it was like missed on me. I was like, they finally did the Riddler on the big screen, not the old like you know, the old Adam West Batman. Like, yeah, I, I it
1: worked yeah. for me because dude, you dumb. we were we were like young and. We probably we, we probably shouldn't have, but we all saw Jim Carrey as the mask when we were way too young. And then mm-hmm. to see him as the Riddler, we're like, heck yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I like,
1: I, we, now that I, not, I, rubbed this, <laughs> I rubbed this lamp twice and two of my wishes came true. Uh, yeah, I did not realize how raunchy the mask was until I rewatched it maybe like 10 years ago. And I was like, oh boy. Oh yeah, same. Same. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. boy. Yeah, so I don't know. I enjoy parts of this book i but I would have to agree with Steven it's kind of i I hate saying it's basic I can't find another word more apt for it's a shame because you maybe want to keep it that way mm-hmm. like let's not let's not add a
2: whole bunch of extra crap let's just focus on this one thing and do it well and the art is clean the uh, mm-hmm. coloring is clean you know and and Maybe that was intentional, but also how easy would it have been to make the villain more interesting? How easy yeah. would it have been to like do something more than maintain the status quo with these two characters? You know, so yeah, it it I, it yeah, I think mm, it loses points because of the opportunity was there but was not used.
1: Yeah, I will say that when it works, it really does. I think a lot of the, a lot of the relationship drama between red dagger and miss marvel isolated from the overall story of this villain works really well right like you have you know these these characters have a similar struggle they find a kindred spirit that they can share you know a similar struggle that they that they typically can't and kind of the fact that they can share that struggle but it's also that same struggle that keeps them from being together. Like, that is interesting. Like, that is well done in this, in this story. But it doesn't... the. But the surrounding story just does not necessarily add to it. Yeah.
0: Which, again, is, is part of the reason that I kind of question whether they shouldn't have just grabbed whichever one of Spider-Man's villains he went to have that sort of, like, name recognition moment, tie it into the broader Marvel universe, it could have been more fun. As it stands, creating Curio wound up distracting from the core of what the story is supposed to be about, which, at the end of the day, itself isn't super special. Like John said, they're not really pushing anything forward.
2: I, I was expecting, like, those eyes. Those eyes, I was like... Are they Atlantean? Because that could be something. That could be an ancient yeah. civilization that had been wronged by, you know, the, the colonial powers that be, you know, throughout yeah. these different countries. I was
1: expecting more. Maybe throwing a twist that those artifacts weren't actually, like, Pakistani or something, and they were actually, like, Atlantean. And it's like, oh, maybe we share, maybe we share a history with Atlantis. I don't know. Maybe that gets a little too rocky. Maybe that gets a little too weird. But... <laughs> It's something interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I enjoyed my time with it. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. These are fine. I don't regret reading it. I will put it that much. That's
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, no. These neither of these books I think were like, "Oh, I wasted my time." It was more like, "Oh, I passed my Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh. And I will look and... back fondly upon this day and not remember what I read. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's maybe what And maybe this is actually a
0: good sort of like, I don't think I've ever expressed it in these, but when I'm reading a story, I like stories that leave me better than they found me. And this, these stories don't do that. They, again, Mm -hmm. they're not improved. It's not improvement time. You're passing time. I just, I'm I'm fixating on that because I've never said that before. And it's like, oh, that's exactly Mm -hmm. it. I don't, I don't, I definitely don't like stories that waste my time. I don't hate stories that merely pass my time, but I like stories that, you know, make me better for my time. And that doesn't take much necessarily. If you can really move me emotionally, I'm going to resonate with that. I cry at an episode of One Piece, my time was well spent. You know?
1: Yeah. that's,
0: That's not what these stories are trying to do.
1: Yeah, I find that the comics I like the most are the comics that, like, Unprompted years from now, I remember, if anything, the broad strokes, or at least like a moment out of these books. But, or a
0: panel. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I'm pulling up the list and, and scrolling through it. There's the one panel from Silver Surfer Parable where he like reveals himself as the Silver Surfer. He's not just some rag clad uh, uh, bum on the street, but he's you know gearing up to fight Galactus and he says something along the lines of in in failure there is no shame the only uh, real shame is in not having tried it's a full panel page it's that image sticks in my head all these years later and just randomly comes to mind every day, just thinking about
1: stuff i'm going to have that forever thanks to parable yeah and who who will never like not remember the panel of you know spider-man lifting the building with like the water washing over him as he's oh my gosh as yeah, he's like yeah. ready to give up and he has that moment where he's remembering everybody who like will die or will suffer because he gave up and like he finds the strength to push on yeah exactly okay well we're at the list so let's let's talk about it
0: we have 260 stories on our list um Highest ranking story happens to be a Ms. Marvel story, No Normal, uh, by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Um, I'm wondering what our, I'm just curious, I think our lowest Captain Marvel story is probably Civil War II, which is yeah. number 235. And unlike the original Civil War, which is mainly where it is because I really hate it, but the rest of you think it's fine. I think we're all kind of in agreement that Civil War II kind of belongs down at that portion of
2: it's a bit of a bummer um yeah
0: so anyway let's talk about photon which is vaguely captain marvel related where does photon go on this list my immediate thought is
1: oh it's one of the captain marvel books and that's very vague because we have like at least five of them but (laughs) uh, was it like new flight is that the one where like she comes back were they rebranded or like they brought her back?
0: That was the um, In Pursuit of Flight. In Pursuit yeah. of Flight. The, the first issue or the first story arc after her rebrand in her own
1: book. Where is that? Is that too high?
0: Not high enough if you ask me. Uh, I feel no, like i white quite, I quite of that story. I meant yeah.
1: for, for Photon. <laughs> That's too high for Photon. Yeah, where is that? I can't. Uh, oh, I can control F. There it is, forty four. Yeah, that's a bit too high for the photon. <laughs> that's we're we're kind of we need
2: some like stellar titles or some really bad ones, or uh, because I think we have a big section and it's tricky because it's like these are perfectly fine comics. There's nothing wrong with them. They are just not story wise as impressive um, as you know some of these you know ones more towards the top. Um, yeah,
1: that's fair. We have the racism line. But there's nothing above <laughs> that to separate anything. <laughs> but actually, speaking like, of, I feel like, no, I think, I think even, no, I could, I can't. I feel bad because, like, I was about to say, like, that's actually not a bad place. But I feel like there are some books here that I think are better. <laughs> the racism <I'm>, light. <laughs> yeah, I am looking
2: at. Oh yeah, like Demon Bear, skirts that line of like there's <laughs> there's you know in impressive art and I like the story, but there's also like troubling kind of, like is the Native American portrayal stuff that hasn't aged as sensitive well. as yeah. it should be mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think the intention was okay, but also like, it's it's tough. But I I I I don't know. I'd rather reread Demon Bear, you know. Than, than these two books that were perfectly fine but forgettable and, you know, nothing really to hang your hat on.
1: How would you guys um, feel about putting this around, like, Mary Jane and Black Cat and, like, Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman? Like, that's around 100.
2: I was looking around 100, and that that seems
1: all right. Um, I, would, I would put this, you could convince me to put this above Children's Crusade and Astonishing Spider-Man I am
0: way lower than both of you. I would put this at number 147 between What the Duck and Emperor Quill.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Somebody just typed (laughs) on one of those panels. Wait, what? Somebody typed 36. (laughs) Oh, shoot, that was probably me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just saw that change and I was like, 36, huh? That seems a little high. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Whoops! I fixed it.
1: Uh, what? Were, what sorry. What? Uh, what numbers were you saying? Like one forty. I was saying number one forty-seven.
0: <sighs> one forty-seven.
1: <sighs> that feels exactly where I'd put this. Almost a little mean, but I don't know that I could disagree. I would put I this also above. I not
0: like it very much.
1: Yeah, I would put this above Arrow and Project Ilsemium.
0: Okay. Okay, I could actually see that. My rationale was looking at number 145, which is Y stands for Freedom. That was, the I think, the technical first appearance of Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel. Yeah. And it was kind of a nothing story. Didn't really, like, stand out to us very much. Like, that was where I was kind of basing that on. But, you know... ah, I... I can see putting it above Arrow, but also that does put it above Demon Bear, which John just said he would rather read, and I kind of agree with
1: Yeah, yeah but also, I don't know, Arrow was so incomplete. Yeah,
2: Arrow, True. like, the, these are better than Arrow and Project Project Galcimian. It's a shame that, you know, Demon Bear is low, um, you know, but also, like, the marks against it are legitimate, so... I yeah, dang it, Stephen swaying me to your 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 side <laughs> of thinking. I would put this at 1 as the new 129 below FF1234. Yeah.
1: Cuz I would also argue that FF1234 cuz I was thinking about maybe putting it above that. But FF1234 does that whole idea of like a broken reality just not even just a little bit better. It does it better than Yeah. Like you get like a real sense of like stuff's not right here, right?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. The problem
2: is, I think story-wise, I liked the um Love Infinity, you know, the the Ms. Marvel story a little better. Um, but like, where does it go on the list? Like, it's it's about the same area. We need to have like we need to have uh, stories that fight each other. We need to have a good story and a lousy story, so we're not just like plugging up the middle. Right? Yeah. I blame uh, perfectly competent, uh, great comic professionals, uh, day in day out, putting out good, good work. That's the problem here: is we don't have enough uh, hacks and we don't have enough
1: uh, prodigies.
2: <laughs> we need, we need more of the of the either end of the scope.
1: I think we need to read some more Greg Land. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we probably do maybe we should like pick books that we think we're gonna hate for Christmas time
2: oh boy the worst yeah. the worst gift uh, of
1: like... all oh a little bit of, a a couple a couple lumps of coal yeah mm. that's all that hey my stocking is full
2: of sticks
0: <laughs> oh man I got the the mini series trouble for Christmas in my stocking of oh course. I would be stupid excited about that you have no idea seriously oh. seriously if that ever winds up on Marvel, it will never will.
1: I pray for the day it does.
0: It will. It will never. It will never wind up on Marvel Unlimited. I am immediately going to Marvel Unlimited and checking to see if it got added,
2: and we- it's not there. I okay.
1: I pray for three things in this world, and that's one of them. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on.
2: Let me see if I can guess the other one. World <laughs> peace and a mug that refills itself. Pretty
1: close. <laughs> Jetpacks. Jetpacks. <laughs> Yep, flying cars
2: yep. like the Jetsons that we were promised <laughs> and never given.
1: Yes, screw world peace. I want a jetpack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's let's rank Love Unlimited, uh, Ms. Marvel, and Red Dagger. Which, yeah, I think, I think goes above Photon. We ranked Photon at number one twenty nine. I do think it goes above. My ceiling is number 121, the new Hope manga. It's been a while since we've referenced that one. That used to be like a solid dividing line on our list. That's yeah. And mm. Yeah, I, I still maintain that it's not that good. I wouldn't read... I would put it... I, just me, I would rank it at number 123 between the New Mutants graphic novel and Stay Angry
1: okay but if we're talking about like the action and the inner turmoil and whatever like mixing together i think stay angry does that a little i don't disagree he has robot um
2: communists to
1: fight and like a russian space bear or something
2: yeah Yeah. i will make love to many bears something like that (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that line. That might be why this is down as well as... <laughs> and, is. and redneck, and redneck Atlanteans. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> okay, this can go below Stay Angry.
1: I am surprisingly okay with that.
0: Yeah. Um, but I would put it above Marvel Comics 1000, which I think was not that great.
1: I am surprised that you're willing to put this above Squirrel Girl. I mean, I... Want
2: to?
0: Actually,
2: (sighs) we almost had him ranked. We almost had it done.
0: (laughs) I no. I think I'm gonna stand by it. Okay.
1: I think I am gonna stand by it. I will. I will, Stephen King, you and stand by you. (laughs) I'm just gonna insert a trick. That
0: sounds awful.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say, are you gonna lock him in a box and like drop in scorpions one at a time while you? you know, judge him for his past uh, mistakes or something. I don't know. No, I'm I was going to hit him
1: to with a too. car. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was just going to insert a sound of a train as you say you're going to stand by him. <laughs> it's 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 probably
0: too late for me to go back and say, oh, wait, I just reminded myself what was in that squirrel girl. That's the one where the squirrel girls from multiple timelines team up and fight Dr. Doom, and he throws them away. It... Okay, we'll we'll stand with it. 124. <sighs> okay. Well... We've been reading a lot of kind of, what's the word that I want here? Not like unremarkable stories, but just sort of like the, the, the middle of the run sorts of things uh, recently. It's time to get back to some events. And so for next time, we're going to read uh, classic. It, I think classic is an appropriate term. This series is around or over 15 years old. Classic event comic World War Hulk, uh, follow up to where is Planet Hulk on our list? It's top twenty, top ni- it's number eight.
2: It was really good. It, yeah, Planet it, Hulk is it fantastic. Works. Yeah.
0: Speaking of things that you just randomly think about every now and again, Planet Hulk is one of them. I cannot believe how much that book like weirdly resonates. Anyway, in addition to World War Hulk, the the five issue uh, event comic. We're going to read an Aftermath comic uh, from the After Smash brand, uh, World War Hulk Warbound. I've never read that. I have no idea what to expect. So I know that Marvel Unlimited doesn't know how to handle it because they keep trying to tell me that that's actually a couple of issues of damage
2: control. But that's... We'll, we'll persevere. We will deal with the uh, app's shortcomings.
0: That's our plan for next time. I uh, hope you all have a lovely American Thanksgiving holiday. We are I'm I'm making sweet potato casserole for the first time.
2: Hmm. We got the uh, veggie tray, the uh, the charcuterie, the a- appetizery kind of stuff. I'm going to make a Caesar from scratch cuz we also are going to do a salad.
1: It's, are you going st- uh, to stab it in the back? <laughs> yes, multiple
2: times. That's actually uh how you cut up the romaine is you get some senators, uh, you hand out the knives and uh you know, scheduling is tricky, but man, it tastes delicious. Actually, the worst um, food poisoning I ever had was the last time I made Caesar dressing. But uh you know, fingers crossed. You're hoping for a <laughs> long holiday again. then.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope I hope none of it remains behind. Oh,
2: okay, I'm going to stop recording
1: now. <laughs> <laughs>